The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Media Mash, a roundtable of Cowboys insiders dropping wisdom and offering sizzling takes on the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now, your host, Nui Scruggs. Let's ride with Clarence Hill, the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. John Bichotta of The Athletic. I am merely Newey Scruggs to help direct the conversation. Okay, gentlemen, a lot of NFC East news happening since we last met. Daniel Snyder is going to get rid of the Washington Commanders for $6 billion. I'm so old, I remember when they approved him. Right. It was during an owner's meeting in which L.A., and uh, Houston were vying to try to get expansion franchises. And out walks this little guy. And they're like, hey, he just got the Washington franchise for $800 million. So $6 billion. And then in Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts has a new deal. Five years, $255 million, $179 million of that guaranteed. And this is something all Cowboy fans need to pay attention to because Dak Prescott is at some point in time going to have to get extended as well. So our thoughts about Jalen Hurts go, sir. Good for Jalen Hurts. I mean, you know, here's a guy, and, and, and everybody knows his story, benched at Alabama uh, for Tua in a championship game, you know, transferred to Oklahoma, remade himself as a quarterback, picked in the second round by the Eagles, struggled as a starter, came into last season where people didn't know if he had a future. You know, and it was a question that he has to prove himself. And one reason why most people picked the Cowboys over the Eagles is because the question about the Eagles at quarterback and for him to have the year he did, you know, you know, run up the MVP, take the team to the Super Bowl, uh, pro bowler, all pro, all of that, and to get paid his first year, bravo to him. I agree with all that. I was just going to add that I think it's the offseason that they had a year ago. I think a deal like this will make it more difficult to do those offseasons going forward. Howie Roseman's great about adding talent. You know, trades, things like that, signing guys. When you pay your franchise quarterback money like that, it's going to limit some of those moves. You aren't going to be able to have another offseason like that. So they do have a lot of draft capital, though. I'm not saying that. I mean, this Eagles team is, is certainly there. Um, but it is, it's going to make it more difficult for them to maneuver a little bit. Um, but, yeah, if you're a Cowboys fan, this is – this is big. Like you tweet, like I tweeted out, and I know you did too, about how you know this impacts Dak contract, and you get people talking about like, no, it doesn't. He hasn't been to a Super Bowl. Like, yeah, that doesn't really matter. It's just the next <laughs> in line. And, and I wanted to bring up this because I knew we would talk about it because I'm interested to hear your guys' take on this. Like, you know, I understand that some people look at it and like every day that goes by, they'll be like, yeah, no, no, no extension for Dak, no extension for Dak, whatever. I kind of look at it from if I'm Dak and I see that, I'm like, no, let's just wait this out. I want to see. I want to see Herbert sign. I want to see Joe Burrow sign. I want to see Lamar Jackson sign. Let this keep going up. You know, I, I don't. I'm not necessarily like telling my agent, "Hey, we need to roll. Look, 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 look. He got 51 million a year. Like, I'm at 40 right now. I want to get 50. No, I, I would be like, no, no, no. I'll play through this season. Let's see what happens because that market's just going to get crazier and crazier. You don't think like Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, they don't see 51 and they're like, I need 51. No, they see 51. They're like, I need 55. So this is just the beginning of it. Uh, oh, no, no doubt. But you know, I, I do like the fact that. Nicole Lynn, shout out to Nicole Lynn, uh, Hertz agent, uh, University of Oklahoma, Delta, first black agent, female agent to, to sign a the first female agent to sign a massive deal like this, richest contract ever signed by a female agent. Uh, shout out to her. But they worked quietly. You know, there was no talk. There was no, hey, we're, we're starting negotiations. Hey, we're back and forth. Bam, this morning, deal done. 
Yeah, but I think with all that stuff, it's credit to both sides. No, I I agree. I'm saying I meant credit to both sides. Yeah, and maybe that's you know I know when we talked to Stephen at the owner meeting, that's what he wants to do. He wants. He doesn't want a public negotiation. They hey tomorrow. Can that happen though? It may may happen tomorrow, right? Can can that can can that happen though? With the Cowboys, because they like to because Jerry likes to talk. That's what I was just gonna say. (laughs) It never happened. But uh, but getting back what you're saying, because I've had people tell me, and I talked to another reporter, well, I'm not paying Dak until he takes the NFC Championship game. You know, it's like so if. Hertz never goes back to the Super Bowl. Was, is the contract worth it? Well, obviously not. But most of I, these contracts aren't when you look back know, on but, it. But I mean, whoever the best these, players are, you look back these, and they're getting paid well, for I'm, what they've I'm, done I'm already. I'm talking about the Cowboy fan, the people that put these arbitrary, well, yeah. you can't get paid unless you go to the Super Bowl or you go to the championship game. Right. That's, that, that's we, ridiculous. We yeah. heard these things about Tony and, and people were put, trying to put these qualifiers. Well, when you know when you, Eli went to two Super Bowls, Eli did, no, no, this is not how it works. I'm sorry, guys. Well, because it's not a one man thing, it, right? It, number right. one, this is this is like the housing market in Beverly Hills, and I used to <laughs> you know, drive by Beverly Hills all the time. And guys, I never saw a sign that said liquidation. Never saw a sign that said 20 percent debt. No, they all used it's for sale, and it was going to prices just went up and up and up because it was Beverly Hills, okay? And they, they weren't going to be able to make any more Beverly Hills. We're going to extend it. You wanted you wanted a house here, you had to pay the freight. You want a quarterback, and you have a good quarterback, you're going to pay the freight. And one of the things I consistently say to people, if Kirk Cousins keeps getting paid, everybody else going to get paid. So well, that's see, that's the thing. Like you talk about the housing market in Beverly Hills, there are there's just a, a large number of people that make really good money in Southern California that if they can afford to live there, they're going to live there. And they're, they're not going to be short on those options. Whereas the quarterback market, there's 32 NFL teams. There's not 32 franchise quarterbacks. Nope. There might not be 20 franchise quarterbacks. And so when you have one, then you're just in that game that like, well, yeah. and when it comes up, hey, no, no, hey, no one's forcing you. Don't pay him. Don't pay him, and then, and then see what happens. No, then, then go so, find find your next guy. See what happens. And, then. and he will get paid by somebody else. I like the I like the other market analogy because you live in Collierville, right? You know the difference between a house in the South Lake and a house in Collierville. Yeah, I mean you can get the same house mm-hmm. in South Lake or in Collierville, and, yeah. and, and and the money's different. Mm-hmm. You know, how so, many minute drive are we talking between the two? Across the street. I, you know, it's very, very funny. Across the street, you you've been to Dragon Stadium or South Lake yeah, yeah. place. The Grapevine Colleyville Stadium is right. It's across the street. It's across the it street. It is across the railroad track. It, yeah. is, it is literally there. I'm seriously less it than is, a mile away. Yeah. No, it ain't even a mile, bro. I said less than a mile. I mean, it, yeah. it, it's it's not even a quarter mile. You can see it. You can see it. <laughs> yeah. So um, I just remember when I came down here in like a, like 11, I remember there was like that strike. It wasn't a strike, but it was a little bit of like mm-hmm. a lockout. Remember mm-hmm. the Cowboys were practicing. Like they practiced. When Mark Colombo told guys, if we, no, we're, not, we're not talking to him, he was like, what? Bro, you're not even going to be on the yeah. team. Right. Yeah, but but wasn't it at South Lake Stadium? It was. It was. Yeah. yeah, it was a Dragon Stadium. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, so what I'm, what I'm saying is uh, does, does every quarterback have to be South Lake and some of them be Caliville? Hey, man, look at that. I, I just I just look at the these parameters where people, you have to do X, Y, Z in order to get it. Or, you know, or show me, go to the Super Bowl, then I'll give you what you want. That's not how it works. It's, it's just right. not how it works. Yeah. Hey, Joe Burrow's been to the Super Bowl. Justin Herbert's not. But you don't But don't think for any reason that Justin Herbert's not going to get a contract that is very similar to that. Yeah. I mean, it's just not, it's just not and, how it works. Fans tr- don't want to hear that. Too. Right. Yeah. Fans just don't want to, they, they don't want to hear yeah, that. My, my big thing with all of that is, and I always say is because I'll hear from 
friends and family that don't follow sports like we do, and uh, and they'll see a contract like the Jalen Hurts. I haven't heard anything today, but I, I'm sure I'll hear from someone. I can't believe they make that much money. Well, at least you get to see what they do. Why do you care if the owner makes more money? Th- that that the owner's not going anywhere. So why wouldn't you want someone that's on the field making the money? Like that's my, my whole thing about like why do you care that like that he's making all that money? He clearly stepped up his game. You know, last year going into the season, that was the biggest difference. That's why most people picked the Cowboys to win the division was because oh they got Dak, he's better than than Jalen Hurts. That's what it comes down to. Better quarterback, Jalen Hurts considerably improved his game. Now, he had a lot of talent around him, yeah. but he considerably improved his game. And and you look at the Super Bowl and the way he played even in that game, he he's arguably the MVP. He did. Uh, he, he did. did, did no, no, no. And, and just to piggyback on what you said, I know we're going to get on to Washington in a minute, but it, it, it's funny because fans, working class people, were all saying, you have to earn this. You have to earn, you know, you have to yeah. earn this. How, what did Dan Snyder earn? Getting going from seven hundred fifty million to six billion dollars, eight hundred, eight hundred, eight hundred million <laughs> I'm, I'm, to six. I'm from to, Detroit. To, to you don't need to tell me about and, people and, owning and, and franchises having, and, and running it down. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it's that lesser franchise now. It had, yeah. than it had it a was, it had a list of people trying to get season tickets. Yeah. It had a waiting list. Right, there's the no stadium is horrible. Everything else, he, and he makes six billion dollars. Yeah. Tarp on the stadium. Yeah. You know, I mean, think about it. every time we. I stopped going after the last time we were there. I got rained on the press. I'm not going But, yeah, this. but that just points you that, that people, I mean, fans, you Cowboy fans, will side with owners, side with franchises, over players, over money. All and, the time. And and I could even understand if you're siding with them, if, let's say, you're in the middle of the Brady-Belichick dynasty in, in New England, you're like, no, no, I'm going to go with what Belichick and what the front office is doing because they're going back to Super Bowls constantly. What franchise is really doing that? And to your point, they're all making money. Washington, Detroit, yeah. they're not doing anything positive, Nobody's and they're just printing money this. over there, right? Nobody. And they're not. And they're not doing anything that makes you no. think like, oh, well, look at the good work they're doing. They should yeah. be making more money. Yeah, they're printing. And somebody's well, well, Dak doesn't have anybody to push him. He, people are questioning his work ethic. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, it's, it's like he he just no one's pushing him, and he just. You can say what you want about his game. You should not be questioning his desire to win and his work ethic. Go back to Romo when people would when they'd see him golfing, he should be working on football. All of that. He never he never missed the offseason workouts. Tony was always here, but this is the fan base that is here for the Cowboys. And then there's that fan base that no matter who's the quarterback, they're they're not happy with the quarterback. I mean, I I go back to when I I got to cover the team and people were mad at Troy. I mean, even after he won Super Bowls, people were still just unhappy. But this whole premise and you what you talked about, Clarence. There's a certain section that always wants you to earn what you get. And that's just not how it's not how it works. The quarterback game is if you have one, you're lucky. You don't have many. I kind of go back into baseball. We talk about aces. You got 30 teams in baseball. There ain't there ain't 20 aces out there. I mean, they're few and far between. And some of the guys will have some warts, whatnot, but if you got a guy that you can give the ball to, you're 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 gonna be okay. I feel like the problem for the Cowboys, and we discussed it last year. We were all out there training camp. This receiving core, not it. Right. And, and they they repeated the mistake that they made before they got Amari Cooper. They repeated that mistake. Meanwhile, what did they do in Philadelphia? They went out there and got Jalen Hurts some help. What did they do in Miami? They went out there and they got Tua Tungavailoa some help. Yeah. Uh, even when, and I, I argue this point, even when Peyton Manning was in Indianapolis, 
Go look at the record. What did he consistently do as the general manager? Bill Pullen, he kept drafting guys. Reggie Wayne, first-round pick. Anthony Gonzalez, first-round pick. Marvin Harrison, first-round pick. Dallas Clark, a tight end, first-round pick. Then he was putting, when he wasn't drafting weapons, like Joseph Adai, the first-round Donald he was drafting offensive linemen. When he went to Denver, what did they do? Hey, here's Wells Welker to go along with Demarius Thomas. And then they had uh, the big tight end. They, they kept giving Peyton Manning weapons. Well, I'm glad you brought it up because – as we go back, last offseason, when there was the questions about Hurts, you know, because he struggled last year, 2021. His, his, first, yeah, year, he, his he, first year starting. He, he struggled in 2021. And there was a question about whether he was the future. Yeah. They went and gave him weapons. They improved that team around him, and he maximized all of that. Maximized all of that and then turned into the big contract. What did the Cowboys do with that? We paid y'all this money. We're going to take weapons away. And now you prove you're worth that well, money. Ex- expecting, well, he'll make them better. No. That's not how it works. Well, and, you, and, 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 and again, it's a great analogy because Dak and Hurts are more alike than Dak and Tom Brady and Dak and Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Dak and Aaron Rodgers. And, and, they're and so the, you need to put people around him to maximize. The, that doesn't mean he's supposed to get less money, but you're supposed to get, put people around him to help him maximize the potential as a quarterback. This was a miscalculation as a management team to under. Okay, all right, you want to take away Tyreek Hill? Yeah, Andy Reid knows Patrick Mahomes can go and make other players better. Exactly. He can go make Juju Smith. He's that, but they're not that many dudes like that in the game. It's just not. No. It's kind of like when the Rangers roll out Jake, uh, Jacob DeGrom. There ain't a whole bunch of teams can sit up here. Yeah, we got one of these. Well, there are very few. When that guy four years 160, anybody with a brain knows he wasn't Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't going to perform like Patrick Mahomes. That's because he got a Patrick Mahomes-like deal. But also, you can't judge what they did with Jalen Hurts to with what happened with them with Dak last year because he got the contract. Jalen Hurts is just getting <coughs> it now. So, no, you know, I, we got to look forward to that. Now, he's, he's, he's my point is, though, you, well, my point is, similar. You have to put people around them. Yeah. You cannot take weapons away from yeah, them. And that's why regardless they, of what, how much money they make. It. I, I will say this. I don't know that it was a concerted effort to say, hey, we gave them all this money. Let's let's take away weapons and not give them anything. I think it's a, I think, it, like you said, it's a miscalculation that they thought they would get more out of Jalen Tolbert. They thought that, hey, during the season, if this doesn't work out, we can make a move for somebody at the trade deadline like they tried to do for Brandon Cooks and it didn't work out. And then they were stuck in a, in a spot where they were like, yeah, we messed this thing yeah. up. And then now you go out and try and get T.Y. Hilton, you try and go after Odell Beckham, and they miscalculated there. I feel like if it was 100% that they were just like, hey, you're making this right. I don't even think you make the Brandon Cooks trade. The, you just the, are like, no, 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 Dak will lift it. And Gallup. They, no, they, they I, I think they, I think they realized that they – I think, you know – just talking to Stephen Jones last offseason, and you were there at the owners' meeting, he said that can make people better. Yeah. He, he, he said, we know, we're going to need the quarterback to to make areas of the team better because they weren't they – were, they were less – we talked about them openly being – having less weapons on offense. Yeah. We felt that Dak could make up for it. And that's my – yes, they started making the trades and doing that stuff during the regular season when I realized – that the moves they made weren't working. Right. But my point is they went into the season thinking that yeah. Dak is going to make up for less weapons, and that's not the way to go. No, that was not. That was the miscalculation. There. All right, let's get our first break in here. Do they get a deal done with Dak Prescott this offseason? We'll dive into that next. We'll also get into the draft. Draft's coming up here uh, with John Mishota, the athletic, Clarence Hill of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, and New East Crisis Media Mash on DallasCowboys.com radio. 
Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now, Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is, Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field. United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. Here we are on a Monday. Talking Cowboys. Draft is going to be next week. We're doing it with Clarence Hill, the Fort Worth Star Telegram, John Mashota of the Athletic. I am Newey Scruggs. All season program uh, started today. I, I came down here to earlier podcast I did and saw people out here getting stuff done. And you brought up an omission that I need to think about when I was looking at players. The first official day, the first official day of a Cowboys season. This is, this is starting the official start of a new season without Ezekiel Elliott. No Zeke. He's still, he's still not with another team, but he's not with the Cowboys and Dak and everybody else is out here working, getting ready for the new season. This is the the day after the Zeke era. Zeke I don't know if over. you drive around that parking lot. Huh? If you drive around the parking lot, he's still here. You think he's still here? I'm just saying, like, you look at, they still have all the, the players' faces up on, the, on those uh, light well, poles yeah, and stuff like that. They still have them on. They didn't rush to take any of that stuff down. They gave the number away, though. They gave the number away. I'm just what saying, we live in an era where a player gets released, and the next thing you know, you got five people tweeting from Walmart that, look look in the sale rack, all, you know, all these jerseys are there already. Like, everything usually happens right. immediately it, like that. It, it, it does happen immediately, but... Uh, yeah, it's, 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 I mean, you know, again, this is off-season change. It's a new day, and, and, and this new day is beginning. And, you know, and, and you know, obviously Tony Pollard is still rehabbing, but, you know, they're, they're moving on, you know, without Ezekiel Elliott. And the, the rest of the Cowboys are here getting ready for the new season, new off-season program, new coaching staff, these mm-hmm. altered coaching staff. New running back coach. New philosophies, new running backs coach, everything else. Especially, I mean, offensively, it's a big deal. You know, because they're changing a lot of things that they've done in the past. And, you know, uh, let's see where it goes. I do think it's interesting that on social media, you've been seeing all these pictures lately from Dak 
working out at his house and, and Ezekiel Elliott's over there. I mean, I know that they're obviously real tight, but it's just you don't see that from a lot of other players when, you know, part ways that with the team, usually especially when you look at those pictures, a lot of them like Simi Fajoko, you know, uh, Jalen Tolbert, other guys that are on the team and things like that. So just it's interesting, and it just it speaks also to, you know, that it wasn't that Dak was like when we we saw him at, at that the cancer hey, he, foundation he, thing. He and, was visibly hurt. Yeah, he, yeah, that that certainly bothered him for sure. Now nobody follows social media better than John Machoda, so <laughs> I'm just wanted to record show. So did you see Brandon Cooks over there? That's what I, I did not. I've seen him, and you seen Zeke not. in the picture. You have seen Cooks. Now let me know when you see okay. Cooks over there. I will. At Dak's house, working out. That's what that's what needs to be there. I mean, I love Zeke there, and and I think if Zeke had signed with another team, it'd be different. He may not have been there. Maybe with his other teammates or, or something like that. Especially on a day like today, when most people are starting their offseason programs and, and, and getting ready to do that. So Zeke is still, you know, tweeting out his his workouts. He's still working out with his trainer, for sure, and, and showing his, you know. He's still spry and, and got some juice. But let me know when Brandon Cooks is over there at Dak's house. So let me ask this question because I lived through this one, and it was very interesting how, how it ended up working out and, and to, the, to, to the betterment of both players. When the Mavericks allowed Steve Nash to go to Phoenix, so now the team for Dirk is no more Finley. Best friend Nash is gone. Best friend goes and wins the MVP the next two years in Phoenix, puts us out of the playoffs. But Dirk became the leader, became the legend he is, but he had to lose his best friend, was not happy with the organization. Heck, the head coach wasn't happy with the organization. When you say Dak is visib- was visibly you know, hurt by, his, by him being there, do you think this helps him as he well, goes along I, his I, journey? Well, I think the difference is, is that Dak is already the leader. Here and I, and I think I think to a certain extent Dirk was a leader then because he was the I mean Nash was great he was the best friend but but Dirk was the top pick he was the focal point of the franchise they were just best friends and and really Nash didn't come into his own until he left we didn't know Nash was gonna be that player in Dallas he wasn't that player in Dallas to a certain extent so I think the dynamics were different but does this help Dak yeah I think it helps him to a certain extent because I I think it makes him hone in I think it makes him more focused not that he again. I don't question his work ethic or anything like that, but we all could use a little more fire, a little more focus, whatever else. I think this certainly makes him more honey. And he talked about that at the thing we talked. He talked about you know this shows you it's not for long and everything else. And 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 so th- this makes him more hungry, if there's a word I can say. The only the only thing I I stopped from comparing it to like a Dirk or Lucas situation is, no offense to the Dallas Mavericks, but. Are there, I mean, Dallas Cowboys quarterback. That's like the position that you want to be in all sports. Yeah. Yankee shortstop, Dallas Cowboys quarterback. So at the same time, yeah, you can be upset, but like I can see like a Dirk being upset, especially in today's era, being like, you know, the big talks. Oh, you know, if they don't start building something good, Luke is going to want to leave. They could have said at that time, well, if, hey, you just got rid of Nash, Dirk might want to leave. No one's not trying to be the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. So. Yes, he could be upset that his friend's gone, but it's not like he's going to be like, all right, when this contract's up, I'm out of here. It's like nobody is doing that. Like everybody wants to be the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. And sec- they just do. And secondly, there's no expectations. I mean, let's be honest. Right. I mean, the expectations with the Mavericks, especially at that time, when they hadn't won, ever won anything, you know, we were just, they were just happy to be in the playoffs and everybody was happy to have a team to root for when the Cowboys season was over. You know, let's go have a good time at reunion. Let's go have a good time at AAC. But the, the, the pressure expectations is not nearly the same. 
No, but I mean, it is an interesting topic because it is a popular one right now in Dallas, the whole Luca. They're not. Yeah, no, no, and it just fascinates me. What you're telling you is is if he's on the Dallas Cowboys, they're not talking about, oh, we better put these pieces because Luca's going to want. Luca's not trying to leave the Dallas Cowboys if he's on the Dallas Cowboys. This this isn't about leaving. It's just about. Oh, I thought that's where you meant. Like, oh, you don't want to make him upset. No, no, no. He was just talking about. Yeah, he was just talking about being frustrated if if, if it's good for him. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. uh, I got you. To to take it to the next level, like Dirk did, is what he's saying. And I I think there's some part. Part of that, yeah, you know, but again, I think getting this team to a Super Bowl is his biggest motivation, whatever it takes to get there. He, he, uh, yeah, yeah, he'll be upset, and 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 yes, that's his good friend, and and things like that, but ultimately, he wants that on his resume that he led the Dallas Cowboys, yeah. And and one other thing is that the reality of the NFL, we all know it's not like basketball, it's not for long. I mean, when quarterbacks play longer than running backs. There was always there was always going to be a time when Zeke was no longer part of this team and Dak was going to still yep. be here. That, that, that's, all, that, 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 that that's always going yeah, was he, always going to be the a, case. A, so short, that, that, a shorter shelf life. Yeah, yeah that, that that day was always coming. Yeah. You wanted to hop back into Washington. Yeah, this is the this is bad news for the Cowboys. This is this is really bad. This is some of the worst news that's happened for the Cowboys in a while. And the reason I say this is because that organization in Washington has been dormant for a long time. And that is a – that thing can be quickly turned into a premier franchise again, but with the right ownership. And and you don't want that in your division. You want that to be, like you said, man, there were years where that, they were on the schedule. Where you're like, I'm not going to Washington. The last thing you want is them to turn back into the Joe Gibbs Washington. Well, well Redskins I, at the time, commanders now. You don't want that. And if you bring in Magic Johnson, new ownership group that's trying to do things the right way, I don't know the last one was trying to do things the right way, and all of a sudden you get that going, do you want another really good franchise in your vision? It's better. As, as bad as things are on the surface for the NFL to have it, that the, the Daniel Snyder there, you would rather them be in that situation where you're like, yeah, well, we got them on the schedule twice a year. That's perfect. Yeah, I mean, just because the Eagles, where they're run, have become the best organization in the East. Right. For the last 10, 15 years? Back to the McNabb era when they won those four straight titles, no one won back to back. I mean, they consistently, the Eagles have been the best team. Yeah. Because of the way they're running, because of the way they're. they're Yeah, been to two Super Bowls, yeah. Well, three if you count the other uh, McNabb one, yeah. All of that, you know, and and where are the Cowboys? Where's Washington? The talent. Right, and we're Washington. My point is, the Cowboys are the bright, shining star on the top of the hill compared to Washington. No, but we said we already know Washington is. Washington has a brand that can be one of the top teams, and they're performing like the Detroit Lions. I'm with you. I'm saying we already know Washington has been trash. I'm talking yeah. about the fact that but the it's Eagles not just being trash. Them. I'm saying that they have the chance. I agree. They're an organization that couldn't be right. lifted that's, that's, up that's to a I'm high saying. level. I'm agreeing with you well, yeah. that the Eagles have already passed the Cowboys and how they run the organization and success. Now yeah. a, a well-run Washington has a chance to do that too yeah. if the Cowboys don't get on the good foot. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what role Magic will have here. If it's like the Dodgers, then then that'll be good. But if Magic is involved like he was with the Lakers, then Washington won't be good because Magic is an executive. He was not good. Magic Johnson as a head coach was not good. Yeah. So I don't think they're going to let him and, take players, but he'll look, help them get a new stadium, so, and so that's going to be a great start. I'm looking at Josh Harris, who's you know, with the, the Sixers and, and, and the Devils, and uh, those organizations are, are good. There's no championships. So we'll, we'll see. This is a hard business, um, no matter who comes in it. It is a hard business, and when you own multiple teams, the interesting thing is how do you manage – because you're talking about now three teams in three different states. 
How do you manage it? How do you get it done? Who do you put in place here? The biggest issue for them is really getting a stadium, trying to get back into D.C., to get into RFK, right. which we all drive by as we go over there yeah. to the, the new place. Um, so there's there's some financial things that they gotta they they, they gotta get to and let's see how they do it and how the NFL works with them. Nobody in D.C., Maryland, or Virginia wanted to work with Daniel Snyder. Right, but they wanted. They, but now that they have a new ownership, they will work with them. I right, mean, there, they, there's they, been they, stories they, about they that, and 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 that's the thing about it. Once they will get a new stadium, that that's gonna happen. It's it's just a matter of where. And the question is, who is he gonna put in place as a GM to run his franchises? I mean, you talk about him running, but he has a good GM in Philly. With the Eagles, I mean, with 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 the Sixers, they put it together. They 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 they're doing okay. Who, who you get the credit to, Maury or Maury Brand or Maury? Okay, okay. Right. Maury. Was, and was he one in his lifetime? I no. mean, everybody can't win, but they. they I they, just think it's funny. Yeah, because you keep thinking that everybody. Like, I, I, mean, I got a, I got a graph. I, I got a graph Darryl, in my. I think Daryl Maury's overrated. Win. I just think Daryl Maury's uh, a really overrated guy. I'm just okay. picturing this graph in my mind with all of. I don't really follow the NHL. So it's in my mind, it's all the MLB teams, all the NBA teams, and all the NFL teams. And you guys are talking about being critical of where Philly's at. Philly, at its worst, is in the middle of all of that. Washington is so far at the bottom. Even if they get in the middle of the pack and you're the Cowboys, you don't want that. Now every, every time you play them, it's going to be at least decent. That, that used to be – I mean, I've covered the team since 2011. I'm going to tell you this right now. Other than that year with, with uh, where RG3 went off, I never looked at that as ever like – we serious with this? Is this a real rivalry? What a big game. I told my bosses multiple times at the Dallas Morning News that if I could not go to one road game, it was Washington. And they would be like, come on, John. It's a division game. You got to go. I go, it's awful. They suck. Nobody wants to go there. I think those days are gone. I'm not saying that they're going to turn into uh, one of the top teams in the NFL. But if you even get them into just middle of the pack where you're just like, yeah, they're a solid run team. I, don't know what, I mean, maybe, maybe they go to uh, get a Super Bowl team like once every 10, 15 years or something like that. That is tremendously better than what it's been the last 20 years. We'll see. And I say that having watched the Haslam's take over the Browns. And Jimmy Haslam was with the Steelers, is a minority yeah. owner with the Steelers. And these people thought, hey, we're going to get a guy who's, who's, who's studied under the Roonies. And he's going to – it didn't go that way. Uh, David Tepper was also a minority owner with the Steelers. And people in Carolina think, hey, man, he's been with them. And we'll have some – we'll have good coaches on had turned out that way, so I just say. Don't you think there's more energy though in DC yeah, to get a team going they, well, than there would we'll be in just, Cleveland? I, I'm just I'm I, I'm a guy. When you say that, I tamper down expectations because it. Yes, this guy was bad that you had. It can't. I don't. Yeah, historically bad. Worse, yeah. Okay, I don't think it'll get worse. No. But but at the same time, that hey, is it going to be just so much better? I mean, Steve Ballmer comes into LA and fans are thinking, man, this guy's the richest dude in the world. We're gonna have a. The Clippers have. They're better right. than they're they, the better. They're the best yeah. they've been in my lifetime. They're the best they're, team in LA right now. They're, they're better. They're they're better than than they were in the right. Sterling. They, they got because, their own building. They get their own building. Right, because the guy at least cares. Right, but the winning and the things. It's hard. yeah. Don't it's don't hard. get what I'm saying twisted to thinking well, that I'm saying that they're about to be one of these top ten okay. NFL teams. No. I'm saying that if even if they're in the middle okay. of the pack now, all of a sudden you're just like. Damn, we got two games well, against them. Where those my, used to be a layup. But that's my point. But that's my, it's, it's hard to win. It's hard to win. Exactly. Man. It's hard to win. All right, we'll, we'll chat more. So much to talk about here with Clarence Hill, John Michaud. I'm Louis Scott. This is the Media Mash on DallasCowboys.com. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field: United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, 
United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Back, 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 back to back. Media Mash. Billy Scruggs along with Cowboy Insiders. Clarence Hill, the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. He's John Mishona of The Athletic. Cowboy offseason program starting today out here at the Star. Got a new play caller. We'll run the ball more. What are you doing? Start my offseason program, too. Oh, yeah? I'm starting my stretches. Don't hurt, don't hurt yourself, man. Oh, don't hurt yourself, man. Don't hurt yourself. I mean, it's been a, it's been obviously a change. I mean, this just you know, just starting from the, the, that that 49ers loss, all the coaching changes, McCarthy getting rid of Kellen Moore and installing himself as a play caller, and it's just from that point on, you you the the, the trades for Gilmore, the trades for Cooks, the departure of Zeke Elliott. This is a new day. New new season for the Cowboys. I mean, change this. The National Football League is about change. It is, and I don't know about you guys. I'd always felt that Mike McCarthy wanted to call plays, but to, in order to get the job, the Joneses like Kellen Moore, you had to let it ride until you get to the point in time where, hey man, if it's gonna be, you know, if I'm gonna not be here, I'm gonna be here going down calling my plays. Do you trust him as the play call? Do you trust that they will be better offensively? Because I think the biggest part of the decision is that we are a defensive team. Defense is the best part of our team. We're going to rely on our defense. We're going to get better on defense. we got Gilmore to strengthen this defense. I don't think they'll, I, don't, I honestly don't think they'll be better. I think they'll be close to what they were. And I think that it might pay off some dividends in the playoffs. Maybe. Maybe I, I just think of his experience. That's probably a positive when you get to the postseason. But I don't think that Mike McCarthy takes over the offense and all of a sudden you're just like, well, why wasn't Kellen Moore doing all this stuff? Like it wasn't like it was a bad offense with Kellen Moore. It's not like he's taking over where you're just like, man, this thing was a it was a dumpster fire. They had to move another direction. So I don't. I just 
I know I'm, I'm also one of these people where in pro sports, I probably lean a little bit more towards the players than I do the coaches. Because at the end of the day, like when you're a Dak Prescott and you've been playing as long as he has, like you're on the field, you're the one that's got to get it done. You know, you're CeeDee Lamb, you're Zach Martin, you're Tyrant. Gotcha. You guys got to get it done. So, you know, they're gonna he's gonna run plays that are best fit for guys that he's been around for several years now. So I don't know that statistically it'll be a better offense, but I don't think it's gonna be. I don't think it'll be bad. I think it'll be probably be pretty solid. And then I, at the end of the day, even if they don't win as many games they did last year, it's going to be judged on what, what they do in the playoffs. And so his experience in a playoff game calling plays, I, that could be a good thing. I, I'm going to go to the Jacksonville game, which we were, we were both, all three of us were at. And so here are the Cowboys up 27 to 10 in this game. Then Jacksonville gets the ball three plays. They go and score. So now it's a 21-17 game. Cowboys get the ball back. Two plays, eight yards, one minute and four seconds off the clock. Jacksonville gets the ball back. Touchdown in four plays. Cowboys get the ball. Three plays, four yards, 206. Jacksonville gets the ball back. Touchdown. Now they're up 31-27. Cowboys get the ball. They go 13 plays, 75 yards, 7 minutes and uh, 7 seconds. They're now in the lead, 34-31. Cowboys get the ball. I mean, Jacksonville gets the ball. They fumble it, all right? They fumble the ball, and Dallas is up 34-31. And then what do the Cowboys do with that? Because at that point in time, you and I are down there no, together thinking, well, okay, yeah. they got this done. Yeah. Three plays, no yards, 27-second drive. And then, of course, we know Jacksonville went down that, got the field goal, then they won it. And for me – and, and you go back and kind of do some of the play-by-play at the Green Bay game, that's where I think Mike McCarthy points to and about Kellen Moore. And you have people that, well, they were top 10 offense. Or this, this kind of stuff, situationally, you can't have a – you got a lead. We can't have a three-play drive Problem that is, takes you, off no you, time. Did, did, did Pollard play that game? Jacksonville, yes. Yeah. yeah, the problem in that game was – Zeke was hurt. Yeah, the problem is the that, that the other corner spot was bad. Right, you, but but we, they knew that. They were yeah, that's experimenting. why they were scoring so quickly. They were yeah. experimenting on yeah. defense. I mean, they talked about it. They were experimenting on defense getting ready to play. To Newey's point, though, if you run a little bit, you have yeah, a little bit get, more success, get a couple first downs, yes. you're, out, you're out of there, you know. Okay, so that, that all right. You, you, I just hate judging stuff like that because it's like, uh-huh. okay, then that's the act like, okay, so there were no games that they won because Kellen Moore's game plan. You know what I'm saying? Like, So I just think it kind of probably evens out. Like, So, yeah, you can sit there and say, yeah, if Mike calls the plays against Green Bay, calls them against I just talking about game situation. Right, right, right. No, and I get that, but I'm just saying that. But then also maybe you're losing some stuff that maybe Mike doesn't want to do that Kellen does that helped them win a couple games, you know? Maybe. I think they're going to be right about what they were last year when the regular season ends. So for me, the thing that I find ironic about Mike and how Jerry finally got to this point is remember when Wade got here? Wade wasn't calling defensive plays. Brian Stewart was. And he's like, well, I brought you here to do this, so you do it. Why wouldn't you – You've brought in a guy who won a Super Bowl calling plays. Why would you not want to do this? Other than there's still this, we don't want to let a guy we think is the next Sean Payton get out the building. Um, when I, you say why, are you talking about from Jerry's perspective yes, or Mike's? Jerry's yes, Jerry's perspective of of, of why it, I can see it being sold on the whole like nucleus sense. going back to the friends thing. Uh, you know, with Dak and Zeke, the whole, well, you know, we've had this together, and this has all kind of been a culmination of Dak continuing to get better, continuing to get better. I feel like it was a Dak thing, that that Jerry thought it would be best. To, hey, let's just keep building on this. Him and Kellen are close. They see things similarly. Let's keep building on this. This is going to get us over the top. But why? Okay, this is, okay, yes, I want this, but I'm not bringing in John in to do what John does. Yeah. That's, that's it, it's, it's. 
in business, right. he wouldn't do that. But, I think, but, 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 but this is what they do. And I think they, I think it hurt. But I think me. he also felt like, hey, well, now we got this guy, Mike McCarthy, who has been to the mountaintop. He has an offensive background. He can also help Kellen take him to the next level that maybe, you know, he maxed out what he learned from Linehan and Garrett. And so now you bring in Mike McCarthy, he can add some more stuff. And then to your point, maybe but, become what he thinks he is the next the Sean Payton. He was in the lab in the barn in Wisconsin. He was yeah, I mean, it, stuff, it, 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 it didn't make any sense. And, and, and I hear what you're saying, and, and that's what Mike said. You know, they had this yeah. thing together. But, it, but, but to Nui's point, you're bringing Mike here because he's a Super Bowl winning coach. He was a Super Bowl winning coach as an offense coordinator head coach. And you're not bringing him to do what he does best. Yeah. And, and he's comparing it to Wade. You bring Wade in here because of his defensive acumen. He's one of the best three, four defensive coordinators on, on, in, on the planet. And he comes here, and Brian Stewart's calling plays. He's not calling plays. That's, that doesn't make any sense. It, it, and and there is got, a little bit of sense, though, because, again, you mentioned the business side of it, him operating in the business side, of say, aside from football and his everyday life, Jerry Jones. Um, I could also see him thinking that over that period with Jason Garrett that he might have felt like the walk-around head coach was more of the way to go. We can disagree with it, but I'm saying I, I'm, I'm wondering, or I'm not wondering, I bet that, that well, he felt a, like this again, would probably be a good idea. A, again, that's the problem with Jerry, though, you know, yeah. because he, he, he's so wishy-washy. Right, and, and, and absolutely. So the problem is, is that you don't decide what's best for your coach. You, you, yeah. know, you, you let your coach do what's best. True. And, and, that, and that's what he's trying to say. You don't decide, well, I, you need to be walking around there. Yes, we, are, we, we believe you know, no one wants to say it out loud, and and certainly uh, Mike McCarthy will say that I wanted Kellen here, but we sure we know that Kellen was here at the behest of Jerry Jones. Denver, you know what they're doing with Sean Payton. Come on in here, call these plays, do what you do. And how many times have people looked at the coaching records of Sean and Mike and talked about them being kind of right there in they're that the same, same realm and same Super Bowls? You know that that's that's the thing I didn't get and and. Anyway, this is just, it's just stuff that, hey, it's, it's the Cowboys and how they operate. We know that Jerry is, is – he likes having certain guys around and he pushes for certain people. And as these coaches come in here, sometimes we see some of the same um, assistant coaches. We see some of the same staff behind the scenes. And I just feel like Mike McCarthy was brought here and he comes up, oh, I was going to hire Kellen Moore, da, da, da. I just feel like he just told us something that sounded good. Because if I'm bringing in a guy who's coached, who's been able to coach two guys that are Hall of Fame level and win a Super Bowl, I want that guy. Go bring me that secret sauce. You get, you go cook this meal. Don't tell me, man, Kellen's cooking. I'm gonna just give him some. I'm just give him some mushrooms. I'm gonna tell him what to do. You cook it. You go give me what you've got. But maybe, maybe like when you say about the champagne thing. Maybe he was more dug in on that as opposed to maybe Mike McCarthy wasn't. It doesn't sound like Mike McCarthy was as dug in on, I'm calling the plays immediately. Yes, it was part of the, hey, I want the job, but also the fact of I'm sure he was fine with kind of like, well, I'll be more of the overseeing everything. I'll bring okay. things that I learned from Green Bay, so, uh, you know, where I was just focused on offense and I can add in a little bit more. I don't think that he came in saying like, well, no, I want to be calling the plays or I don't want this job. That, I don't think that conversation ever ha even happened. If North Turner would, had been more like, hey, all right, Jason can call the plays, I think North Turner would have been the head coach here, not Dewey Phillips. Because okay. remember, Jerry had already hired um, Jason to call the plays. It's just I, – I just, I just find it very interesting, if not in some ways 
I don't understand why you would go about your business that way when I want to bring in a guy who does what he does. You know, if I'm bringing in John Bashota to sit up here and cover, I'm not going to ask you, John, hey, John, go cover the stars. And hey, John, go cover the Cowboys. It's what you do. I want you to do what All you right, do. I'll give you another perspective on this. Right. You, take over, you take over play calling right away, day one. You don't have success those first three years. Bye. You're out. What is- but you have kind of a buffer when there's somebody else there. It's kind of like when people step into a situation. Like I'll give you Sean Payton. We'll use him as an example. The quarterback's the same way. You think if the, everything doesn't work with Russell Wilson that they're going to be like, yeah, thanks, Sean. See you later. No, he'll get another chance. They'll let him draft a quarterback. So well, he gets a long but yeah, but, tenure. Yeah, but, but, but you don't go in thinking you're going to – looking at a negative, thinking that I need this buffer in case I don't win. I mean – Well, no, no, I'm not saying that you're – I'm not saying you're going and thinking like that, but I'm just saying that it's not the worst plan. Also, the fact that if he didn't think that Kellen Moore could do the job, then I don't think he would have taken it. I think he felt this good is, about Kellen being the offensive coordinator too, though. This is a guy who didn't get the Jets job or the Browns job and was already out a year. This, at some point in time, you say what you need to to get the job, right? And he said that. Yeah. He said that at the press conference. I told Steve that I watched every right, play last for year, sure. but, I, but I didn't. For sure. <laughs> All right, good. We got to get out of here. <laughs> John Michaud, always appreciate the conversation. Same I with you, Claire. I watch every play last This is Media Mash. I'm Newey Scruggs. We'll talk to you next week. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!